welcome back to Project 99. It is September 17th, 2021. We're going to talk about contractors in Afghanistan today. And war profiteers in general. Yeah. I mean, everybody knows the obvious people. uh, I feel like you can find anybody who's even slightly on the left and be like, why are we in Afghanistan? And they're like, for oil. Cha-ching. Halliburton. But like, we're going to go into. you mean oil. Yeah. Well, uh, I mean, if you ask anybody on the left, that's the, that's the random that's yeah that's the repeated answer they're going to give you but we're going to dive into a little bit deeper about what contractors actually made money from the war in afghanistan Mm -hmm. so that's what we're going to talk about mostly today but before we get into that topic we'll do our few minutes of talking about other subjects um did you have anything that you wanted to talk about i know you're dying to talk about aoc oh i know i'm fucking so So pissed start with that it's not even about the dress you know what i mean i'm just it's the it's the backlash to the dress is what gets me AOC wore a dress that said tax the rich to the Met Gala and the left who is the left's greatest fucking enemy had to have a meltdown about it and I just I can't help it aggravates me so much because I've been watching this um, 3.5 trillion dollar infrastructure bill that Biden's trying to pass which if he doesn't get it passed is just going to be a really big fucking stain on the Democrats they're not going to win first let me say that Biden is a stain on the Democrats because <laughs> Oh no, he's he's hundred percent Democrat. He, he fits right in. Represents the stain that they are. Right? Yeah, exactly. That. But they're not gonna they're not gonna they're not gonna win in the next presidential election if he doesn't get this shit passed. It's not happening. It's just not gonna happen. So if you want to be mad at anybody right now, um, I'd be looking at fucking Mr. Joe Manchin, who is holding this shit up and really has no good explanation for why he's doing it, other than we all know he's just a cunt. That's it. He's just he's a Republican that pretends he's a Democrat. Um, yeah. So. If you want to be angry at anybody, I'd say be angry at that, at, at the very least. Um, but no, instead, everybody is, you know, angry at AOC. So it's not even necessarily that I care that people who are bitching about AOC and this dress and this whole thing aren't even aware. Like, they're not keeping up with anything that's going on in politics. They're just, like, trying to be pissy about something, mm-hmm. which is typical of, like, internet people. Like, just pick one thing and be really mad about it. Like, the whole thing that they're bitching about is saying that it's, like, performative activism and i'm just like okay so wait a minute you're telling me aoc you're accusing her of performative activism while you a person who hasn't done anything sits Uh on twitter and dictates about what's right and what's wrong like i just can't it's like the it's so hypocritical and Mm -hmm. ironic like i just i don't know It, it is driving me insane that so many people have well and plus i'm like well she got the response that she wanted right she wanted people to talk about it people are talking about it so I mean, mission accomplished. On top of that, like, so many news outlets are like, oh, tickets are $35,000 to the Met Gala, and that dress must have cost thousands of dollars, but she didn't pay for a ticket, and the dress was loaned to her. So it's like just just five seconds of, of right. any looking for any fact you would see. I don't well, know why I put it beyond the left to be just as easily led and, you know what I mean, just repeat mm. the shit that they hear. But I just expect better from them, and they, they just disappoint me every fucking time. Right. I mean, I think that as technology develops, it changes the way that we think. And, you know, even if you look at kids that are five, six years old, <clears throat> you know, they um, they play games on their phones, right? They, they all know how to operate phones. They know how to play games on phones at, at even three years old. And so they've grown up with this where if you don't like something, you can just switch it off. And uh, it's getting faster and faster, your ability to just click out what you don't like. So we're creating people that have that, you know, 
habit built into their lifestyle. And, and you know, we, we don't have enough cognitive dissonance. We don't have enough really processing things. We don't take the time. And it's like we wonder why kids can't finish anything. It's like, well, what are we, are we, are we actually increasing their ability to pay attention by giving them gadgets where they can just, so that you're seeing the first adults now who grew up with technology, right? With computer technology. Cause it wasn't around when I was a kid. It didn't come around till I was, you know, in junior high, even people having computers in their house at all was like junior high for me. And cell phones wasn't until after I had kids. So, I mean, it's 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 changing people, and I don't know if it's in a good way. Well, and the argument, too, that everybody keeps giving me is that, oh, what, we can't criticize politicians? And I'm like, no, I'm not saying that at all. I'm just saying out of all the shit that's going on right now, you chose AOC, who has been in politics, like, the least amount of time, probably has the least right. amount of money, doesn't take corporate money. Like, all of the good things that she does compared to, like, as far as I'm concerned, first of all, take out the fact that you're criticizing politicians on our side. You know, you could be wasting that time criticizing politicians mm-hmm. on their side. But mm-hmm. if you argue that, like, no, we need to keep after our own people, I won't even argue that. You're right. But Jesus Christ, there are plenty mm-hmm. of Democrats right. you could go after and criticize for being fake. Right. Like, and we do that on this show. Like, right. people, people think because we, we tear Trump apart that we defend Democrats who do corruption. We know we don't. Like, we, 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 we're, we're fair game. Any side, any person who's corrupt or, you know, whatever, we'll, we'll call it out. But I think that what we're seeing is not only is this the first generation that's grown up with technology, um, but it's also the first generation whose minds, whose brains have been studied by organizations and corporations and everything we buy is tracked at the store and it's, and it's put into these algorithm, algorithms to figure out our consumer brain to make us consume more. That's what drives a capitalist society is being able to predict that stuff. And what governments have longed for forever, which is control of people, it's, it's got this huge uh, jumpstart from, from capitalism because, you okay, you have to know what people want to buy or be able to create an ad that makes people want to buy, right? That's how you control a consumer. By figuring out how to manipulate them to buy your product. When our governments have figured out, by studying that same data set, we can figure out what people enjoy and turn that into a way to control them. So years ago, we found out that people would go and watch a wrestling match that was obviously bullshit and staged, and anybody that didn't watch wrestling would watch it. I'm talking about pro wrestling. And laugh hysterically at this performance that obviously was staged and fake right. and whatever. But you look at the crowd and the people, like, there's not even a thought in their mind of whether it's real or not. They don't even care. Right, yeah. So I think that, uh, and the same thing's true of Housewives sitting at home watching the watching Days of Our Lives when it went from a normal soap opera about romance into Marlena's possessed by the devil and Hope has some mysterious half wild child that's living out in the woods in new orleans like crazy bad shit crazy stuff and people sucked it up so i think politicians are like getting all this data back and they're like look if you entertain people enough they don't give a shit if it's real right yeah just entertain them facts don't matter look how many seasons have we watched oak island 
I, I don't watch Oak Island no, at okay, all. No, okay, I watch Oak Island. I love Oak Island. And even though they have never found any treasure, I don't watch it for the reason of finding treasure. I like the little buttons on military uniforms. I like I like everything. Yeah, know. they do talk about a lot of historical stuff on there. And they do, and they go and talk to people who know the So to me, like, it has a different value. But for people waiting for them to find a chest of gold, it ain't probably going to happen. It ain't going to happen. And But yet, it's the, in, it's the intrigue. It's the idea of finding the gold. That keeps people hooked. They're so entertained with the idea of finding gold. It doesn't matter if they find. Now I'm watching Nazi hunters or the hunt for, uh, you know, uh, Hitler, hunt for Hitler. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and it's a big series. And they, they go over and they talk to all these eyewitnesses who say they saw Hitler after the war. And it's and a lot of it has been documented in books and things like that. But new documents came to light in 2014. And that's what the series kind of based on. And I love the show. Because it's like going out and investigating things, trying to put clues together. It's entertaining whether they prove the theory or not. So politics has adopted this. And now everything is a show. So people being outraged about AOC, somebody starts that outrage and it just goes viral. I know. I'm just like, I wonder if these people understand that it's probably someone on the other side who started this outrage. And then the left was like, hey, wait a minute. And then they started being outraged about it. And I'm yeah. like, we literally let the other side manipulate you into being angry about it's things. It's so dumb. Again, meanwhile, Joe Manchin is holding up the fucking infrastructure bill and no one's saying anything about it. I've been, every single day I look it up and I'm just like, where are we at on this? And I'm just like, mm-hmm. nowhere. We're nowhere. If you want to talk about performative politics or whatever they called it, performative. Yeah, performative activism. How about Marjorie Taylor Greene? Well, I mean, I don't think that those people, those people don't, uh, I think these types of people that criticize AOC, you know, don't doubt that those people are the same way. It just kills me that it seems like their outrage is more at people like her than people on the other side or people within our own party that are worse than her. Like, I guess I just look at it like she has done some things that, okay, maybe don't agree with, or maybe, maybe you could look at this like performative activism, whatever, whatever you would call it, maybe. Mm -hmm. But if you're going to pick a fight and die on a hill, you know what I mean? It's this one. Like, I, I just don't get that. She's a woman of color. She's extremely young. Mm-hmm. She she doesn't take money mm-hmm. from corporations. Like, all these good things about her that we could talk about. But we're like, no, let's find that one thing she did and mm-hmm. just completely be done with her. Not only that, but it's like, she's a fucking, what, House of Representatives right. from New York? Yeah, she's one of 435 people. Right. And so is Marjorie Taylor Greene and Matt Getz and Louis Gomer and all these crazy, batshit crazy Republicans that steal the spotlight. You're exactly right. They are... A performance, the outrage about them is is nothing but a distraction to what's actually happening, you know. Um, and and when when Trump was in the middle of being such a horrible president, and you had Matt Gates and and all these people storming the skiff to break up this secret bullshit. I mean, they they literally created a completely fictional narrative about what was happening, sold it on Fox News. Everybody bought it. And it's like if you like you're saying, if you took five seconds to look up, there were Republicans in the room. Right. There's nothing secret at all going on. But they created a fun narrative that they were storming down there to interrupt this communist uh, Soviet style secret. Well, I've been joking. I'm just like, well, yeah, you know, AOC is the performative, you know performative activists or whatever whatever you want to call it whatever the left's calling her and i'm just like says every person on twitter who has never been involved in local politics probably doesn't vote and has the hammer and sickle in their bio like oh congratulations <laughs> that's what you've done you put a communist symbol by your name on twitter you are doing so much like I know. and I then know. you have people know. you know in the conversation that are like yeah we really don't know why you're like 
expecting her to be the savior she's literally just like a representative right one of many like right not a high level well, and but like, then one guy was like yeah you know if you guys really wanted to do something instead of just talking about it you could start at your local levels of government and run for city council and, and you know they were talking about all the different things that people started out in council and like move their way up and even right. just in small ways when they're talking about socialist ideas you know starting there you know right. not just somebody getting up as president and being like we want these social democratic socialist ideas but like starting at a city level where right. we're like listen well we're going to raise the taxes but then we're going to be able to fix our roads or replace our mm -hmm. water lines mm -hmm. and it's like introduce the small socialist ideas to make it not so scary to people being brainwashed by the media telling you like oh socialism that means death panels you right. know start small right. and i'm like that is something that everybody who claims to be passionate about it, who wants to criticize aoc has the capability and could do or well, at least a try lot of to people do did trump did or, it. trump did inspire a lot of people to first time run for office not having a well, the idea left in their head to what do they're that. gonna do that the no, left saying do they that. did oh yeah a lot of oh, people talking about people on the right like what's her name that got famous for for fuck, literally nothing they i know just, and they I, become and a i think i sent you a text i think i sent you a text message about the lady that got um kicked off the plane yes. for wearing a trump mask and she was just going on there to be intentionally controversial and you know there's been flight attendants mid-flight that been assaulted beat up by these nut nutty people um and they're not having it so if you if you give a flight attendant a bit of lip if you glanced in the wrong way they will throw your ass off a plane in yeah, wait a, a minute wait a fucking be a dick to like of all months for this to be september the 20th anniversary of 9 11 being this month mm -hmm. to get on a plane to be like i'm a mm -hmm. patriot i'm gonna treat all these flight attendants like shit well she she like, had some kind of mesh mask on and they said that wasn't one that um qualified and then um she put this other mask on that said um something about trump but underneath it said fuck your feelings i guess they said that violated their their code because they don't want people i have a friend who was on a flight offensive. that had uh nudity on a t-shirt that she was wearing and they made her turn it inside out right this so, is not a one-time discrimination right. thing it's like it's like a you know it's their airline they make the rules just like a private business can say you have to you have to dress a certain right. way isn't they can have that, a dress uh, code to get isn't in. that what you guys like capitalism you know businesses make their own choices right okay, so anyhow <laughs> after that happened apparently they went up to the front and they ran her name and found out she had been kicked off other flights for being argumentative with the staff so they felt like she was trying to provoke an argument and she claims that after she put her mask on that was black that they came back she went ahead and went from the trump mac to a plain black one that they came out and said we want you off the plane and that she was like there was no reason to get me off the plane because i complied but if you've been argumentative already once on another flight, they're not going to take a plane full of people up in the air if you're starting to be an asshole before you've left the ground. They're right. not doing it. They're tired of it. They've had enough. Right. So if you got kicked off, it's your own fault because you, they already had told her once before. So you know what? Be a repeat offender. Get banned. Nobody feels bad for you. Yeah, you're not entitled to anything. I don't know. But maybe she the, maybe will be running those... for office next time. As some, she'll be running for some office and Trump will call her up because someone's going to put that story in front of him. He's going to offer her money, you know, uh, donations for her to run for office because that's literally all you have to do to become a Republican now is get on TV, pledge your loyalty to Trump and show you're a victim of something that's Trump related and they give you money to run for office. Yeah. It's totally I ridiculous. I 100% think you're right. I believe you are correct. That she will probably. Well, end I said up that about the hairdresser that busted Nancy Pelosi out. She got offered money to run for office. You know, it's it's a thing now in Republicans. So anyway, but yeah. that kind of leads us to our next thing, talking about distractions, 
Oh, you know what? There, there was it. one oh, more okay, thing. One more thing I wanted to touch on before we moved on to our main topic, which was actually kind of a bit of a local news. So I just found out that there was a police officer hired in Belair, Ohio, which is like a neighboring. We're like it's in Belmont County. It's like a neighboring county to where we live in West Virginia because we're right on the border of Ohio. And I mean, I don't know why I'm shocked because Belair Police Department is the same department that hired the guy who murdered Tamir Rice, right. the cop who uh, mm-hmm. was fired, and then they tried to hire him here. And basically, people had to threaten to protest mm-hmm. to get him fired again. So I don't even think he ever served one day because no, people were so outraged. Thankfully, because people are paying attention to who's being hired there. Right. Um, so I just noticed that this other get- guy gets hired there. Um, so I looked this guy up and... He's got two prior arrests, one in Florida and one in Mingo Junction, uh, which is which is local, for pretending to be an officer. And I even found wow. the uh, the news article, local news article. I think it was WTV nine who covered it, and they said when he was arrested, he was removed from a training place where he was training to become a cop, and they came in and arrested him because they were like, "You were pretending to be a cop," and they like took him out in cuffs right there. So I'm like, this guy's got two on his record already. So then I look him up and creep on him on Facebook. And of course, he's got all these conspiracy posts of like Lord. a picture of Hitler with Joe Biden's face on it with like holding Lord. a vaccine. He's got a giant tattoo on his back of a rebel flag. And I'm like, yes, I'm sure minorities feel super safe with you walking up a rebel flag tatted on your back with a gun. Like, fuck this dude. Right. So I was like posting about it or whatever. And the only response I got from I mean, other people saying, wow, that's really fucked up. But I'm not surprised because everyone knows this department is disgusting. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, well, hopefully it won't be forever. Like keep demanding better you know i don't live in ohio i don't live in that city but if you make people aware and they choose to do nothing about it i guess there's not much you can do but um the only response i got from other people were from people who had lived there three or four different people reached out to me and they were like just so you know you should probably stay out of belair because people who are outspoken about the fucked up police department always end up being in trouble for something and like it's just seriously like watch your fucking back and i'm like i think i've been to belair one time in my entire 26 years like existence, there's not much in belair living in ohio yeah I living mean, in the valley the high valley I've, ne- I've been to belair like one time so i'm not really worried about it belair Secondly, is like, like a b-rate um steubenville <laughs> yeah it's fucking awful i have no intentions of that but i'm like whatever i mean if they want to try i mean i guess they can try but um maybe just don't have so many fucking crooked cops i don't know what else to tell you I shouldn't have to be silent out of fear that your police are going to retaliate against me because I pointed out that they had a criminal record. Like, right. whatever, <laughs> you know. But, yeah, I don't know. I tried not to. Um, I never say anything that I can't back up with fact because I don't want to be sued for, like, defamation or slander or whatever. Mm-hmm. But this is, proof, this is proven. I mean, there's a news article about it. The guy was arrested two different times. I mean, this isn't, right. like, made up. And, like, the other pictures, the, the pictures I, I screenshotted are directly from his profile. I didn't say anything about him that wasn't true. Right. It's, you can look him up and find it right on his page. Everything's public. And the other I shit's mean, public record. When, so. when it was my job to hire people, I always looked <laughs> their Facebook because I'm like... Yeah, you think that cops would do that, but I just don't think they care. Okay, here's my thing, though. Like, I was hiring people for security jobs. So, when you're hiring... A security job of people who don't even carry guns. Right, but I'm saying, like, you want to know that person has a good mindset, Right. And that they're relatively intelligent. Like, you don't have to be a rocket scientist to be a guard, but you have to be kind of a good moral person, I guess, and not want to intimidate people, blah, blah, blah. <clears throat> yeah, because, I mean, what if you get a guard that's, like, trying to, oh, I'll throw you out, but not if you, you know, bribe me or something. Like, you right. don't want yeah, that yeah, yeah. shit. I mean, you don't want somebody with, you know. And one, one guy was, like, um, his whole page was about how, like, he, it was basically like he was um, demeaning to women and basically acting like, he can have whatever woman he wants or whatever. And I'm just thinking, 
I'm going to hire this guy and like in two minutes, he's going to be an HR on a sexual harassment complaint. Like the way he talks about how he talks to women and stuff. And then I had people like openly displaying like bags of what looked like weed and a bunch of money who came in for a security job. So let me just say that if you are putting that on your Facebook just to be funny or whatever, if you're too stupid to private your Facebook when you go for a job interview, I don't want you. <laughs> right, yeah. Also, pro tip to anyone, don't use your real name on shit. Don't use your real name on the internet. Just don't. I never, I don't talk about where I work. I don't I don't put where I work on the internet. I don't use my real name on the internet. I don't do any of that because I'm just like, all it takes, which I mean, I don't have to worry about it because I am I work for a small business. I don't got to worry about corporate policy coming down and firing me over the shit that I say because I work for people that let me be an individual, but a lot of people don't and right. you should always be careful right. of that because if, if you post something that, there's a lot of controversial shit going on. It doesn't matter what side of it you're on. If mm-hmm. you get somebody pissed off on the other side that wants to target you and harass your workplace, mm-hmm. then you can fucking lose your job over it. So, mm-hmm. I mean, it's just, I don't I don't use my name. I, I don't recommend that other people do that either. But, mm-hmm. but I mean, in this case of the guy being a cop, I mean, like I said, I'm not going to just look up anybody and be like, oh, they have views I don't like. I'm going to try to get them fired from their job. That's not what I'm doing. But this guy's a fucking cop. We're giving right. him a badge and a gun. Like, right. this is it's different. A different, yeah. This is mm-hmm. public servants. They should always be under scrutiny from people to me, mm-hmm. especially when they're when lives, you know, could be in the balance. Mm-hmm. But but anyway, that was the only other local thing I wanted to talk about. So we can move on to our Afghanistan contractors. So we did a couple episodes on Afghanistan and the withdrawal, what a clusterfuck it was. And, um, you know, the, the media, as always, can be depended upon to come up with a narrative and try to sell you on it while not giving you any real information because that's what they do and um you know when I'm watching it I guess because I've never like when you watch a certain media for a while right whether it's Fox News CNN whatever some people it like conditions your brain to think a different way And I think everyone's subject to that to a certain degree. But when I watch the news or anything, I mean, I guess I never lose that sense of, excuse me, like what that, what that doesn't make any sense. Like what you're saying literally doesn't make any sense. And it doesn't matter who's saying it right or left. And um, so when they were talking about all these, uh, you know, Americans that were trapped, trapped in Afghanistan, obviously... You know, Fox News wants to make this look like the worst thing ever because it hurts Biden. And CNN was kind of on the same, um, you know, narrative that look how bad bad Biden's screwing us up. Now, we know that it's because all news is pro-war, right? All news is all war all the time. Yay, war. That's what the media wants. But, um, you know, I'm thinking, like, why are there so many Americans in Afghanistan? Like... We all know that the scenery isn't the best there. Like, tourism hasn't picked up. Like, and and you know, I'm just thinking. Like, I know that there's people with business interests there, but um, could it be that many people? And the answer is yes. So, at the end of our one of our last episodes, we kind of talked about how even as all these people are being evacuated on planes, and they're showing women throwing their babies at American soldiers. Uh, Please take my baby out of Afghanistan. The Taliban's coming in. You know, and another thing that didn't make any sense to me too is like, if you're an American and you're in Afghanistan and Biden is saying he's going to uh, withdraw the troops, right? And you live there. You know the word on the street. You've lived with the Taliban before. 
do you, you know, I'm saying the people there had to know. I don't buy it that everybody knew that when the U.S. left that it was going to fall that fast. I don't believe that. I think that they knew it. And um, there was just a lot of laid back people that thought, you know, we're going to hang out here because we're making money. And um, maybe they didn't think it was going to be that bad. And then they had second thoughts, but it was too late. Because why would you why would you not leave earlier? You can always go back, right? You leave the country for a little while. You see how things hash out. You come back if it's all cool after the Taliban or whoever becomes the government. But I don't know. It just it just really didn't make any sense to me. So we started looking into this and found out that even as all these people were being airlifted out of Afghanistan, contractors were lining up. Uh, new contracts to go into Afghanistan. And it's like, okay, well, how's this going to work? So basically, there are some people that are just paying off the Taliban to not kill them. So it's like, um, you know, let's say I'm McDonald's and I want to go in and set up McDonald's in Afghanistan. And it's a dangerous place and there's rogue people in control or whatever. But I'm like, listen, um, you know, I'm a multi-billion dollar corporation and I don't really care what you do, but as long as you leave the McDonald's alone, we just want to make money. You want to, you want money and you want power. We just want to make money. Let us open a McDonald's. We'll give you so much. We'll, you know, it's like, it's like payoff money, right? You know, I know you're just using this as an example, but now <laughs> I'm going to have a mental image in my head forever of Ronald McDonald dressed up in like the, the Taliban. Taliban. Yeah. <laughs> Ronald Taliban. <laughs> Ronald McDonald's like, I don't care what side I'm on. I'm on the side of making money. Like, that's all he right, cares about. Exactly. Yeah. Burgers are money. So <laughs> anyways, we we kind of started to try and find out information about, you know, who are the contractors and um, who's running the corporations and what are they doing there? And surprisingly, well, let me just tell you the story. So I, I typed in Afghanistan contractors in YouTube. And the first video that came up, I'm like, oh, this looks like it will be relatively informative. It was from 2011. Yeah. 11. We've been there a long time. And this guy was on there. um, Basically, they had a representative from one of the corporations there. And they had this guy who does nothing but research government contracts, who's getting them, what they do with them, how negligent they are, whatever. And the guy from the corporation was basically trying to use a bunch of smoke and mirrors. And this guy was blowing him out of the water in the most. Do you know what the YouTube channel name was? Yeah, I'm going to look it up. But and and he was talking about how um, Obama, you know, when he had the 68,000 troops there, when he did the surge, how they were. I mean, everybody's heard the Halliburton stories, right, of Iraq. Right. That's exactly why. I said when we started this, you know, you ask people like, why are we even in Afghanistan? And people are like, oh, yeah, Halliburton. And I'm like, OK, well, you're just repeating shit because <laughs> that's no. a rack. But yeah, yeah, that's a rack. Like, you don't even know what we're talking about. Right. But a lot of doc- good documentaries were made about Halliburton and about Blackwater. Same concept. So we're talking about the same concept here. But I'm like, OK, so we know Iraq had oil and we know that the construction is a huge business. OK. So a lot of them were doing construction over there and there was 
and, and I'm talking about in Iraq now, and, and a lot of them wanted private security. And, you know, that's where Blackwater came in and other organizations like them. Blackwater's not, you know, a unicorn. There's a lot of private security firms that hire out paid guns. Right. For- Which is another angle to look at, too, on top of the money that goes to contractors that a lot of these people who end up joining organizations like Blackwater and working for them are, were a part of the U.S. military at one point. Right. So right, basically right. we trained those people and mm. now this company's reaping the benefits of it. <laughs> Right. Well, and, and yeah, the revolving door between the Pentagon and lobbyists and, and military contractors has been a problem in our country literally forever. Because, um, you know, the high ranking military people and CIA and all of these, you know, Pentagon officials and whatever, they're, they're only going to work in that line of work for so long and then they retire. So where are they going to go and make a ton of money in their retirement? They're going to go be a lobbyist and they're going to tell people, oh, I have expertise because I was in the military all these years. I'm, I've had boots on the ground. I know what I'm talking about. Blah, 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 blah. Give the contract to so-and-so's company that I'm now a member on the board being paid $300,000 a year to come up here and tell Congress people who I've also known for years, give the contract to these guys, you know? So um, it's, it's just a disgusting, dirty business, the military-industrial complex. And that's what is happening in Afghanistan. But so then I'm like, okay, oh, here's the page or the YouTube video. It's called, it was a show, um, and it probably aired on multiple channels, but it was on, I found it on Al Jazeera, but the host's name is Riz Khan, R-I-Z-K-H-A-N. And it says U.S. military contractors in Afghanistan, and it was 11 years ago. Um, so I'm gonna try to give you the guy's name who did all the, all the uh, the research and everything. But yeah, I mean, there's just so much money to be made. So you say, well, how much money? All right. Well, we we found that out. Um, and if you wanna say have any same thing to say for a couple minutes, I'm gonna look this up number up here. Yeah, I was also going to add that I know I talked about it a little bit, or I think I did in the last one of the episodes that we did about Afghanistan, was uh, Netflix has a really good docuseries right now called Turning Point 9-11, uh, The War on Terror, something along those lines, called Turning Point. Um, and in it, there was um, a former official who I believe was from the Pentagon, but I can't, don't quote me on that. It's in one of the last episodes where they're talking about when they were reviewing the funding what was going on in Afghanistan and he told a specific story about this giant facility that they built and it like they show pictures of it it's it looks like a huge building massive building like a metal roof and it's got like a church area in it and like different just like a like a community building almost and he was talking about how the general that was on duty there was like don't build it like I won't be here when it's finished we won't use it like it's pointless it's a waste of money like told them not to build it and they built it anyway And then um, basically it got destroyed before anyone could even use it. And I don't remember how much he said, millions of dollars that it cost to like build this thing. And um, nobody ever used it. It was a total waste of money. And he he was just talking about how how much waste there was and for what little documents that they have reviewed that he found that like 30% of it was either like fraudulent or wasteful or unnecessary. And um, I was like, wow, I'm really glad that they included this as a part of the episode, not just about like the history of how it started and now that we're getting out, but like also including how much fraud and waste 
you know, right. and all the, the millions of dollars, billions of dollars that's just wasted and on nothing. So, but that's a pretty good docuseries if, if anybody wants to check it out and learn a little bit more about it. There was a lot of stuff in there that I didn't know. But. So, um, this article is in the Military Times. And it's talking about privatizing, um, basically privatizing wars. They started out basically taking over um, what they called support services, which were, um, for example, when we used to go into war, our soldiers did the cooking and the cleaning, the medical care, transportation. They did, they literally, there was a soldier doing everything. Like on MASH. Right. And, and so then they said, well, you know, we'd rather have the soldiers fighting as opposed to cleaning toilets and doing laundry. So that's how they got their foot in the door. Um, but nobody seems to really understand that when you have a soldier who's enlisted, they are making very big bucks. So if you're in a war, now you get more if you're in a zone of conflict than you do, you know, if you're somewhere peacetime. But um, you ain't getting paid like ridiculous, crazy money to do laundry in Iraq, even if it's in a war zone. You're not. But if you're a private contractor, well, think about where that money comes from. Whether we're paying a soldier or whether we're paying, um, you know, Booz Allen, we're paying. Taxpayers are paying. And um, the the number I read to you was like $2 trillion over the course of the time that we've been there. I can't now I can't seem to find the exact amount, but it was like two trillion dollars that we spent. And it's like, where did all this money so now where did all this money go? So these are the uh, defense contractors who hired senior government officials as executives, directors, or lobbyists. So these are the people involved in the revolving door. Lockheed Martin, Boeing, Raytheon. General Dynamics, Northrop Grumman, United Technologies, BAE Systems, L3 Communications, Huntington Ingalls and Industries, Humana, Betchel, United Health Group, McKesson Corporation, HealthNet, Bell Boeing Joint Program Office, Science Applications International Corporation. That's a scary one. SAIC. Look, look up some videos about them. Um, Amerisource Bergen, Textron, Harris Corporation. General Atomics, and Booz Allen Hamilton. So, um, you know, just to give you an example, Lockheed Martin alone has 51 lobbyists. 51. 51. They have a lobbyist for every state that their only job is to go to the Joe Mansions and to go to, you know, the the congressmen and say, how much is it going to take to get you to vote for my company? And then you can go to opensecrets.org and look who the donors are. And, you know, I guess I shouldn't be surprised that Booz Allen, who's one of, who's one of the major contractors at the moment, um, gave twice as much to Democrats as they did to, uh, you know, Republicans. I'm not shocked by that. Now, maybe you could say that's because... Um, Got to pay twice as much to buy their conscience? Yeah. You could say that. Like, well, Democrats are supposed to be the party of the State Department, not the party of the war. Like, Republicans, like, they're warmongers. No. No, not really. They both like war because it both it pads both of their pockets. So, um, you know, that's the one thing that, 
Democrats and Republicans have always agreed on. Let's just uh, make more war and make more money. There's supposed to be some kind of cooling off period after you retire from work at like the Pentagon, the CIA, places like that, before you go and work for one of these uh, companies. But they they give, uh, what do you call that, um, waivers all the time. So It's kind of scary to think about, you know, that we right, just accept and ignore basically the fact that so many politicians take money from these lobbyists who represent these companies who obviously there's a conflict of interest. And it kind of made me laugh when the people were comparing Trump, you know, and all his businesses to a conflict of interest. And I'm like, yeah, him and every other politician. I mean, I'm not saying it's not fucked up, but literally they all do it. It's just, mm -hmm. it's all awful. Mm -hmm. So here's one example that's... Um, but Oh, it was, it was scary because if you are just accepting that your politicians and representatives are always going to be looking out for their own pockets over what's right, what they're actually supposed to be there for, representing people as a whole, including our safety, because we're talking about war here. Mm -hmm. there, I mean, there's just we've just accepted that there is no nothing we can offer them, no amount of money, no amount of you know voting for them over and over, loyalty, respect, nothing. There's nothing we can offer them that outweighs the money that they can get. Right. So as corporations like this get richer, I mean, nobody's safe. You're telling no. me the CIA, the FBI, all the people that we... The NSA, all these people we trust in these positions to keep us safe and be secure, everyone can be bought. Right. And so in this video um, that I was telling you about from 2011, um, we had talked about this before where Blackwater um, mercenaries basically paid soldiers had killed people. There was like 14 civilians or something they killed in, a, in an intersection, a square in, in um, Iraq. And I think it was 2007, somewhere around there. And uh, there were, it got exposed, and there were criminal charges brought against, I think, four of the um, Blackwater employees for manslaughter. But, and so that was kind of a big scandal at the time. Like, people were saying, look, this is what we've been trying to tell you. These, these paid guns are over there. They're actually making the U.S. mission more difficult because it's horrible um, for relations between the United States and the Iraqis when you've got people over there shooting guns at civilians and killing them, it, they, don't think, they don't distinguish between paid guns and U.S. soldiers. To them, you're all foreign occupation. And, you know, who's giving you a paycheck doesn't matter to, who, to them who killed their uncle. You know what I mean? You're an American, and you killed my uncle. That's all they think about. Um, so... That kind of became a scandal for like a minute. But even after those guys were, were uh, you know, put on trial for that, they were still given government contracts. I think Obama gave them the one for like $17 million or something. So the point is, we wrote on the board today, Afghanistan contractors, who, what, when, where, and why. The big why is because when you privatize things, there is no... Uh, there's no way for citizens to gain access to that information. You can't do a There is no way to hold anybody accountable. No one, yes, exactly. And which, funny enough, too, I was reading an article, which I won't pretend to know a lot about, but um, it came up on my feed, and it was talking about, it says, U.S. threatens to prosecute ICC judges and sanction their funds if they open an investigation into alleged U.S. war crimes in Afghanistan. So I started reading about this, about how there's this panel of judges that, you know, they prosecute people for 
war crimes all across the world or whatever and the u.s like refuses to be a part of it Mm -hmm. but then yeah we're like threatening to like sue them and like all all this shit if they're like do not investigate what we've been doing in afghanistan like they are so against it and i'm like wow we look so innocent right now (laughs) right i mean it's like um you know any corrupt person that i just can't imagine what we're paying people like companies like blackwater to do because look at the shit that the u.s does and we're just like yeah we did that we don't care and mm-hmm. if we're willing to be that blazing, you know, that mm-hmm. blunt about the shit that we do, then what are we paying them to do? Well, torture, for one, because torture goes against, um, you know, international law. And um, CACI, who we wrote on the board, um, is is being sued by some detainees in uh, Abu Ghraib because the, you know, United States military is not allowed to torture people, but they can private contract people who are just businesses which i don't understand that either i mean if i if i pay you to you know kill somebody kill my brother Mm -hmm. i'm gonna go to jail the same as you are even though i didn't do anything Mm -hmm. it's the same fucking thing Mm -hmm. well the thing is like if if they if they got caught okay doing that and it's a crime whatever jurisdiction you know they did it in they could be prosecuted the problem is who's gonna know who is going to, who's going to find out? There's no, there's not like they leave a paper trail when they torture people. But uh, these people ended up coming out and, and suing because this went on. And, um, you know, it's like this whole outrage thing, what we were talking about before, is the distraction that's overlaying the real corruption that's happening all the time. Like, Every single day. Yeah, you're never going to convince me that every single human being doesn't have a threshold of burnout, okay? I read about fucking politics and history and watch documentaries. It's like basically all I fucking do because this this is my life. That's all I do. And I got to tell you, I get fucking burned out. Mm-hmm. I get burned out with outrage and emotions and just all kinds of shit reading about this stuff. So, I mean, I guess unless you're a total sociopath, in which case you really don't care about anything... I just don't understand how you can prioritize having energy to be pissed off about things like AOC's dress. I just don't fucking get it. The same reason when people, every time Trump made some offhanded comment and they would have a meltdown about it, I'm like, I just don't. I don't have the energy for that. Is it annoying? Yeah, but I just don't have the energy to be that outraged about it. Well, I'll tell you why. I'll tell you why. Because just like, you know, they're talking about her being performative. Their outrage is all just really performative. That's what I mean. Like, we were talking about people getting guns and going up and, uh, you know, to a protest. And then the cops come and they just go home. People are like, what the... F- yeah, why'd that? you show up in tactical gear with an AR-15 for if when the cops showed up, you were just going to be like, okay, we'll go home. It's all performative. It, it's for Facebook selfies. Like, they want to look like a hero but not have to be a hero. This is the world we're in right now. Everybody wants to be their own PR person. And present some kind of image of themselves that is just fluff. It's not based on any substance. Yeah, I was bickering with somebody online over something political. And the guy was like, are you okay? And I was like, no, I live in America. I'm not okay. That's why I'm outraged. Why are you pretending to be outraged? I'm not okay. I'm not. I'm not. I'll admit that. That's why I'm fucking pissed. This is why I'm passionate about politics. Because I'm not okay. Like, what the Mm -hmm. fuck? But I saw this post. Somebody tweeted, it says, AOC's dress is performative. Criticizing the dress is also performative. Everything is performative. We're all performing. Welcome to clown school. (laughs) Yeah, that's a good one. (laughs) There you go. So speaking of clowns, this one example I'm going to read here is, um, this is from, let me see here, the report. I want to credit the report. So that's on page 13. This is a huge report, by the way. 
So it is by um, Project on Government Oversight, POGO, 1100 G Street. <laughs> they have letters in Washington, D.C. G oh, Street. There's K Street. I didn't know, I didn't know what K Street was. And I was like, okay. Um, Suite 500, Washington, D.C. Pogo.org did this report. Um, and I, if you want all these details, dude, go check it out because they did put a lot of work into That's where I got the list of contractors and how many lobbyists they have, how many of them have hired. It has number of lobbyists, number of executives, number of directors, members, or trustees. Um, and that they've hired, this is the instances in which defense contractors hired senior government officials as executive directors or lobbyists. So actually, when I told you that 51 was the number of lobbyists, no, it's way more than that. That's the number of lobbyists that Lockheed Martin hired who were former senior defense people, senior Pentagon officials, 51. There's six, 562 among those contractors I listed who's, who are, they're now working for these defense contractors who used to be senior government officials in the Department of Defense, Pentagon, 562. That is bullshit. So you got the people making war going off to make money from the industries that profit from war. Right. I mean, you're what telling the, me how that, are we like, supposed to ever stop this shit? Corporations like, again, we can use McDonald's can be like, hey, you're going to be working like up in our upper management, like our corporate level. So we're going to make you sign this agreement saying that you won't work for any of our competitors right. for the next 10 right. years. And they're like, oh, okay, yeah, and people sign it. Why the fuck don't we do that? No, you work for yes. the Pentagon. You can't take money from, like, yes. what the fuck? It's a total conflict of interest. So that list that I read you was, like, the top ten list? So this report says that they found 52 contractors employed 2,435 former Department of Defense senior and acquisition officials who previously served as generals, admirals, senior executives, program managers, contracting officers, or in other acquisition positions. So in other words, they were in a position in the military to influence whether these companies got contracts. So it's a direct fucking quid pro quo. I'm a general and I'm like, hey, give Northrop Grumman this project to build this new weapon. And then Northrop Grumman goes, hey, put a star by his name so when he retires, he can become our lobbyist. It's, it's a cesspool. So, <laughs> and this report actually gives examples. So General James Mattis, who I believe, and I'm, I'm not 100% sure about this, but I think James Mattis was the one who sat there and lied and said that the NSA was not spying on Americans. And then Snowden busted him out. I think it was Mattis. But uh, I'll look it up to be sure. But anyways, James Mattis and the Theranos fraud. Theranos gave every appearance of being revolutionary blood testing company, while commander of the Central Command in 2012, then Marine General and current Secretary of Defense, James Mattis, personally pressed the Army to procure and deploy equipment from Theranos. I've met with my various folks and we're kicking this in, uh, into overdrive to try to field your lab in the near term, Mattis wrote in an email to Theranos Chief Executive Officer Elizabeth Holmes. 
An Army Health unit later found Theranos wasn't prepared to meet requirements and halted the procurement. So Mattis was, you know, trying to get this deal for them. Well, he eventually got hired by them and he asked, um, you know, well, is it cool for me to work for them? And they were like, well, you know, not really. So then he just signed up to be a member of their executive board, like the board of directors or something. Like he didn't become the CEO or anything, but he became like part of the board. So he's still making buku bucks. It's still a conflict of interest. I don't know. It's just, it's disgusting. To me, if you go in the military, first of all, if you go in the military, and I don't care who gets pissed off about this, you're a fucking dope. Because if you study anything about military service, you find out that us common poor folk are military, we're just, we're just cannon, cannon fodder, fodder yep. in wars. And when I started, you know, researching for this week, and, you know, I, like I said, I'm, I'm kind of into this show about um, hunting Hitler. Um, you know, the British government gave millions of dollars that belonged to Czechoslovakia, by the way, over to the Nazi regime five months before they sent their soldiers to die fighting Nazis. There were people in this country, Henry Ford, General uh, Motors, who were more than happy to work with the Nazis. And so when we, when we did that, that episode on money, how money evolved in human culture and, and, and whatnot, and we talked about how, um, you know, during the 1800s, there were, um, there's this question about bankers in this country funding things in other countries that basically could come back to where it would be like counterproductive to our soldiers. You know what I'm saying? And um, World War One, for example. And, and th- some of the bankers are like, you know, yeah, well... I'm patriotic, so I'm going to pull my investments from that part of the world because it's going to be against America. And other bankers were like, dude, it's all about the profit. Sorry about your luck. I'm American, but my I'm about making money. So I'm going to keep selling to these people, even if they're enemies of America. And that's pretty much what it comes down to. These multinational corporations have no fealty to any country whatsoever. Blackwater, as a private military organization, could be their check could be written by the United States one day and China the next day. They don't care as wherever the money is coming from. So then I said, okay, well, all these contractors um, in, a, in Afghanistan, like, um, what are they doing there? Like, what is the industry? Because one of the things that will inhibit a business from um, investing money in a country is instability, right? You don't want to put all your bucks and build a physical structure and do all these things to make money and then people blow it up. And that actually happened with uh, the ring road around Afghanistan. We talked about that. The U.S. spent tens of millions of dollars to to rebuild this road because they're like, oh, Afghanistan needs infrastructure so that they can develop as a society. And we're not nation building. We're just we're just building this road. We're just just nation helping. Yeah, just one just one road. And that road was a disaster. It kept getting bombed. I, uh, IEDs, um, you know, blown up the road. And so it's just money just flushed down the fucking toilet. And I just think how many people could have used that for health care. That would have been nice. Um, I know, don't get you started on that. So I looked up what industries are in Afghanistan. And this is kind of interesting. 
Um, so before we went to Afghanistan in 2001, pretty much nothing. There was like one um, airline <laughs> that was run by the government, and there was one film, Afghan film, um, <laughs> that was founded in 1968 that was run by the state. Can't imagine what blockbusters they put out. Um, <laughs> so then after we invaded in 2001, um, one of the first ones was AZ Corporation. AZ Corporation is a construction firm in Afghanistan, received construction and transport contracts with NATO and the United States Department of Defense. Um, on August 25th, 2008, two men described as the, uh, described as the owners as I find that word interesting. Like they're just, what does that mean? They're described as the owners. Is it on paper somewhere? Someone said, yes, owns, owns is that's kind of shady to me. Um, and this is from Wikipedia. Like, do we know that they owned, anyways, that's really weird. Assad John Ramin and Tamir Ramin, joint citizens of Afghanistan and the United States, which I've never gotten that either, like how you're citizens of two countries. If you want to move somewhere else and be in that citizen, how can you have loyalty to two different, what if those countries go to war? Which one are you a citizen of? Like that, to me, that should be allowed. Yeah, true enough. I mean, especially in that, in that uh, sense, with Afghanistan and the United States shared citizen, right. citizenship. That's um, it says It says uh, they were joint citizens of Afghanistan and the United States. They were tricked in 2008 into traveling to the United States with five other Afghan men connected with construction contracts at the Bagram Air Base. The men were detained on charges. They bribed GIs to secure tr contracts at the base. Publicly filed figures state AZ Corporation received its first contract with the VOD worth $14,566,000 in 2007-2008. The GIs, the Ramins, were accused of bribing served in Afghanistan in 2004 and 2005. Okay. So that whole thing is weird because you're bribing a GI. Uh, what's that, a regular soldier? Like, how could they do anything for you? I mean, that, that whole story is just weird. So anyways, Bagram Airfield, my guess is that these guys were, wanted to get Af contracts as Afghanis. And <laughs> there was somebody above them that was like, no, nah, they're not getting a contract. We're getting a contract. Because that whole story sounds crazy to me. Okay, so then um, there was one other one I wanted to cover here. But most of them are telecommunications because they obviously had no cell phone coverage. Like literally Afghan people, uh, government people had to leave the country to make a phone call. There's no, there's nothing. No phone, no phone, no TV, no cable, no zilch, nada. I mean, it's hard to even imagine that in today's day and age. But so a lot of the first companies that went in were telecommunications. You're companies. talking back in 2001. Right, in like the early years, mm -hmm. like the first early years, it was like, well, we can't set up business here if we can't make a phone call. So someone's got to get a telecommunication company in here. <clears throat> but anyways, one of the first media groups that went in there a year after we invaded Afghanistan, you're going to love this, was called Moby Media Group, the largest media company in Afghanistan. Moby Group is privately owned with headquarters in Kabul and 15 bureaus throughout Afghanistan. The company also has offices in Dubai, where regional business is conducted. Um, 
Moby, Mo, Moby Group was founded by Afghan entrepreneur Saad Moshini with the startup help of the United States government and money and cash, a cash injection from News Corporation. News Corporation, led by his friend Rupert Murdoch. Mm-hmm. I was waiting for it. I was like, mm, wait. Yeah, I mean, there sorry for the overdramatic buildup, but yeah, mm-hmm. I'm like reading this and I'm like, what the fuck? So the very first, I mean, everybody got a piece of that, huh? Every... I always think contractors, and I'm like, oh yeah, military industrial complex, no problem. No, no it's like stemming out to like construction. Cell phone companies, cell I mean, phone shit. companies, news. Yeah, I mean, shit, that's crazy. I mean, you're bring you're bringing people, and this is no alt, this is no insult to the people of Afghanistan, but you're bringing them basically from the Stone Age, with no infrastructure, zero. That's a lot of money to be made, especially when all you have to do is be like, yeah, we're a company that puts up cell phone towers, and the American government like opens their fucking wallet. Now, if you know somebody. <laughs> I mean, like if me and you had some little startup cell phone tower building company that we could get, we could get the contract on. But I'm saying like, you know, if you're Comcast mm-hmm. and you've donated heavily to say, I don't know, Joe Biden, <laughs> and you want a contract to build cell phone towers, I'm guessing pretty much the wall is kind of open for you. So, um, yeah, there's, there's been so much money made over the 20 years. And look at the place. What I mean, it was like uh, a big pyramid scheme. Like, where did? Is there anything there now? Did they do anything? Did they build anything? Other than Kabul, I, I, I can't really. I mean, I guess I can't really say. There's like, you know, obviously a lot of different people. Internet access can upload videos. You've seen a lot of that. If you try to look into things for yourself and not just see what's on the media. Right. You can go to different sources and see what people who live there are actually posting. So it's like obviously now, I mean, yeah, they have they have cell phones, they have access to the internet and all of those things. But if you look at a whole map of it, outside of Kabul, I really don't know what kind of access they have, what all's been destroyed or what remains. Um, I can't imagine if the Taliban takes it over that, you know, it's going to be functional for much longer. I don't think they're just going to let people have people have open access to the internet and et cetera, et cetera. Um, I don't see that happening. So, yeah, I think uh, now that we're gone, any progress that's been made there is probably going to be pretty easily reversed. Mm-hmm. And, um, I mean, I don't know, though. But we have, we like, when we talked in the last episode, we've already paid a lot of contractors to go in there. So what who who are we paying to go in there now that we're leaving? I mean, just more construction people or? Well, it makes you wonder if, um, it makes you wonder if they didn't, if the contractors were like, the military at this point is just getting in our way. You know what I'm saying? Why do they need U.S. troops there when they've got Blackwater or now the Blackwater's changed their names? Like I wrote Blackwater 3.0 because I don't even, I've lost track. They changed their name every time something scandal pops up. They were like Z for a while, XI or something. And then they, now they're called something else. And I liked back in 2011 when this, this guy in the video I, t- I told you about earlier, he's calling them out about the shit that Blackwater did. And he's like, well, they're not even Blackwater anymore. And he's like, yeah, he's like, they're G or whatever he, name he said. And the other guy's like, well, no, they've actually changed their name since then. So like, you're not up to speed. <laughs> it's like, it's a third name change. We all had. know who we're talking about But basically about nothing about their operations has changed. So what's your point, dude? Like, right. all you got to do is change your name every time there's a scandal. Like, that's pretty lame defense. <laughs> 
I mean, and, and Blackwater wasn't even his company. You but. know what's crazy, too, is they talk about the advancement of technology from, like, you know, the 1940s and 50s to now and how massive and insane the growth was in such a short amount of time. And I think the only thing that has probably outpaced that is America's ability to find a way to just suck up that money and just... I mean, I look at some of these business tactics... And it's like so common now that we know like, oh, yeah, you get sued, change your name, move your assets, like do this, do that. Can't be held, you know, liable. Mm-hmm. Can't Offshore be sued. Offshore your money. No, yeah. yeah, there's all these tricks. And I'm just like the only thing progressing faster than technology is greedy American companies way to hide their money mm-hmm. <laughs> and do mm-hmm. illegal shit. Like, right. It just outpaces no. anything. It just it's it's insane. You look back at companies and I'm not saying the companies didn't always do crooked shit, but obviously we know there was a better economy then. And um more opportunities for people and i mean look at people that could work at a grocery store and like buy a house in like the 40s and 50s you know what i mean right right it's obviously not like that anymore the just just the short amount of time that we're talking about how insane these corporations have become Mm -hmm. i was actually talking about that with somebody earlier just talking about the city of wheeling in general and how when you know the casino and different industries were owned by mobsters Mm -hmm. that you know mobsters may have been committing crimes and you know you don't just want people out like killing other people to settle a deal or whatever can't have that in a type of society but those people were loyal to their communities you know they made a lot of money but they took care of the communities mm-hmm. that they were in and i'm just like as america progresses the people who have the most money don't do that and people don't even bat an eyelash mm-hmm. well you know? well when you look at the mafia in terms of you know wealth redistribution which most people, I mean, maybe they most just people did don't. It. No, no, no. Most people don't. Most people don't tie those two things together. But if you stop and think about it, a lot of what mobsters did was like shake down businesses for protection money. Like you want to operate in our town, you got to pay us. Now, maybe they were extorting too much from small business owners. Um, but the point is, what you're saying is, you know, if you know this mobster saw a family that was in need and bought them stuff. The people liked that mobster more than they liked the business who wouldn't pay them very much and who treated them like a piece of crap. And and I'm not saying all small businesses. I'm just saying like the yeah, only I mean, maybe chance they just, to uh, have. Maybe they just weren't super greedy because they were like, man, we need to keep the public on our side because we're criminals. But it's like the same setup now. No, right, all these yeah. corporations right. are absolutely criminals. And like we don't even make them pay us no, right. to and fucking so be criminals. I watched a debate today between um, Sam Cedar. Does he say Cedar or Sutter? Cedar? I think it's Sam Cedar. Cedar, okay. So a debate between him and a libertarian guy. And it's funny to watch because the libertarian guy, he literally believes everything he's saying. And he, so he's not trying to bullshit you. He really believes in this trickle-down bullshit, um, and he's he's talking about how, you know, he doesn't believe government should be involved in things like forcing people to pay a certain amount of money, like minimum wage. That shouldn't be the government's job because when you come in as an, as an employee, you negotiate the the contract with your employer, that's your freedom to negotiate, and if they don't, they're not willing to pay you enough, you just go to the next person, okay? That's, that's their dreamland of how libertarian free market bullshit works and um and so he's he's t- sam cedar's trying to get him not trying to understand like okay so what your idea of freedom is what and he's like well to conduct my normal um life without coercion freedom is making a decision without coercion and i was so wanting cedar to say 
So when you're a mother of three children and your husband dies of a heart attack unexpectedly at 40 and you have three kids and you stayed at home and taken care of them and you have no job and education, okay? And you have to go make money and an employer extorts the fact that you're desperate. But you go to that place and you take his abuse and you take a small pay because you don't feel like you have a choice. Is that freedom? Because that sounds like the definition of coercion. And I used to have this argument with my dad when he would conflate freedom and capitalism. I don't know how people relate those two things at all. No, right. I mean, because capitalism is, it's like this. I was going to ask you this question. So if, if I were to say to you, which side do you associate strict religious um, orthodox religion with? The right or the left? The right? The right, obviously, right? But let's stop and think about that for a second. Because... The right is always the, the side screaming about personal liberty, right? Screaming about being censored. Screaming about how they have a right to do anything they want to. Now stop and think about orthodox religion. Talk about rules, censorship, conformity, obedience to authority. Like, so then you go, okay, why that's interesting. Yeah, like they have all the qualities that the right wing says they hate, but yet really hardcore religious people are like, yeah, we like the right. Like, what is it about? And the reason is because the church is kind of fascist. And absolutely so, is fascist. Huh? <laughs> and so is capitalism. They have this thing in common where they. You, now, the church uses religion to do it, but secular right-wingers just use patriotism to do it. But it's all brainwashing you to authority, to respect a certain authority, and to take orders and be obedient. But you'll look at their left and go, oh, they're so, they just do what they're told. <laughs> Wait, the left that was the leaders, that were the leaders of the workers movement that that's the obedient people that yeah i had to told? i have to laugh too because there's so many people recently uh trying to find some kind of um i don't even know what you want to call it they're angry that they're being fired from their jobs for not getting the vaccine right okay and of course that's not illegal as long as your company offered you religious or medical exemption which has been removed already in at least one state. Religious exemption. But if they, if they, at least I can say in West Virginia. Okay, we're an at-will state. You can get fired for fucking anything. Mm -hmm. If your employer says you have to get the vaccine and you say no, and they say, well, you have to have a medical or religious exemption, and you say, no, I just don't want to get it, then they can fire you, and you have mm -hmm. no case, right? Mm -hmm. Nothing. You have, no, you have no recourse for that. So it always just kills me that, you know what I'm saying? Like, those people always want to come back and be like, no, they, they shouldn't be allowed to do this, blah, 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 blah. And they, they have all this outrage how we, like, I'm sorry, do you expect the federal government or the law to force this employer to now employ you by law? Like, I, I don't understand what your angle is here. Like, are you the side that says corporations should be able to do with their people what they want? 
Or are you the side that's saying workers should have more rights than the corporation? Because, like, aren't you saying people that are anti-union? Yeah. I mean, I just don't understand how all this logic ties together. You can be like, no, fuck unions. But, like, if you are part of a union, you and your union could probably fight the company and be like, well, we'll all leave. Well, Biden gave an us. exemption to postal workers. <laughs> I can't tell if you're joking or not. No, he did. He, did. He, he gave an exemption to postal workers. And, um, I mean, you well, can fact check me on that because I heard it from somebody else. I didn't myself... If you if, if you really wanted to fight, you would think if you were a union, you would have a better chance right. of fighting right. a mandatory vaccine. But you guys are so anti-union. Like, you got to be on one side or the other. And, you know, very few things will push a, a, a free society to the point of an upheaval. But there are things like child labor, like complete exploitation. There are things where society is like, no, fuck, fuck that. No, fuck it. And like back in the 1800s, when steel barons and coal barons were literally putting little kids into fucking mines, that was too far. I don't know, that, man. Have you seen some of these signs recently? Like different corporations. Again, this is the third time I'm name dropping McDonald's, but they're the first one that comes to mind. How they have signs up and they're like now hiring 15 and 16 year olds. Okay, but and they're it's not like, a coal mine. No, they're not. But I'm just saying. You worked when many, you were young too. And do you, you know how many people are like, oh, we can't fill these positions because we're going to have to pay people livable wages? Well, let's just use kids. Okay, now on the vaccine thing, since you brought that up, I do have to have a comment about that. Um, because it seems like the left and CNN and all these people screamed the whole time about the masks follow the science, follow the science, follow the science. All these people who don't want to wear a mask, who want to fight, they're ignorant Trump supporters. They're stupid people. They're science rejectors and all this shit, okay? Well, my question is, ever since we've learned anything about the flu, any virus, okay, what are we told about it? You come in contact with it, you contract it, your body fights it off, and then has an immunity to that particular virus now viruses mutate that's why people get a flu shot every year but this is my thing if you got covid before you got a vaccine which is my case okay um and i've had problems ever since i had covid they're still trying to figure out what's wrong with me like i have these intense uh flare-ups of inflammation and and we haven't figured it out now that's a rare thing and most people get the vaccine everybody i know has got the vaccine and had no issue with it okay Maybe if I'd have got the vaccine before I got COVID, I would be one of those people. And sometimes, some days when I'm suffering, I think, dude, I should have got it before I got sick. But now that I've been sick and I've seen how my body reacted, because I believe my immune system got confused when it was fighting COVID and started attacking other things in my body, like my nerves and muscles or whatever. Um, if I would have got the vaccine, there's a very likely possibility that it would have caused an adverse reaction in me because all it is is your body trying to fight the vi the virus so if i reacted that way to the virus why would i not react that way to the vaccine and some days i still think about getting it like this week i've had a great week i had a steroid shot like a week ago because i couldn't take the pain i wasn't anymore i got a steroid shot and it has helped but it's like they still don't know what's causing it. And so I don't want to get the vaccine now. And I feel like all the people screaming, like, if you don't get the vaccine, you're ignorant, you're un, you know, whatever. 
I went and got tested for antibodies, and I have antibodies to COVID. I just think you need to take that in the same way that when people are like, oh, white people are racist, and you're like, haha, like, they're just trying to be funny or whatever. You know that it doesn't apply to you because you're like, I'm not racist. I feel like it's the same way because a lot of people have said that where they're like, well, I don't want to be called stupid or ignorant or this or that and the other just because I didn't get the vaccine. And I'm like, if you have a legitimate reason for why, no, I don't but think... CNN says there's no legitimate reason. Well, and you're CNN scum is... of the earth well, if that's... you don't. You're a selfish <laughs> asshole. Like, yeah, but how many people, I mean, there are some, but how many people really watch that and then walk away from it thinking absolutely that? No, but 100%. a lot of them. A lot of people... Because I haven't met anybody that's a pro-vaccine that's like, if you have a legitimate medical reason and you still don't get the vaccine... I don't have what they would consider a legitimate medical but reason. But it is. Because I haven't definitively linked it doesn't matter. my if, symptoms have you had to a, COVID. Have you had a conversation with your doctor where they told you maybe you should wait? Then that's a good medical reason. Well... Period. And the thing is, you know, if, the, if these people that say follow the science, if they're saying that getting the vaccine, the purpose of it, is for your body to get immunity to COVID, right? If I had the actual virus and I went and had the antibody test and I do have antibodies to COVID, why is my natural antibodies any less effective than that shot that they gave the other guy? I'm not against the shot. And anybody who's gotten it, who's, who's happy with it and who feels safe and all that, I'm so happy for them. And I wish every person that got it didn't have any side effects and whatever. But I'm just saying the liberal media is just bashing people about the vaccine. Well, and again, like I'm saying, because I can say from I know some people who have posted things similar to that. And I guess I take it as the types of people that they're talking about are also the same types of people that are just like, everybody needs to go back to work and masks are stupid and so is social distancing. They're just complete deniers. No, they don't right. want to do anything. Right. Like I when wear I a mask people, still when I go out. When I see people preaching that kind of shit, like fuck people who won't get vaccinated, those are the types of people that they're referring to. Not the people that are like, oh, I might have a medical reason or blah, 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 blah. Like, mm -hmm. I mean, I know several people who are pregnant that are like, mm -hmm. I'm not getting this vaccine while I'm pregnant. My doctor told me I should wait. This is obviously people that are saying like, fuck right. those unvaccinated. They're not concluding those people. No, but they are. They're pushing on pregnant women and then, and then they're pushing it on kids. And remember how when COVID first happened, they were like, oh, kids aren't really, you know, getting gravely ill with it. And, you know, it's, it's rare for kids to even show symptoms or whatever. And then... As soon as the vaccine rolled out for adults and all the adults started getting vaccinated and we got up to like 50% of the country and then they started talking about teenagers. As soon as they started talking about teenagers getting vaccinated, vaccinated, the media started pouring out all of these stories about younger and younger people getting COVID now, younger and younger people getting COVID. High school students are getting COVID. We need, they're on respirators. We need to get younger people vaccinated. And then once they started getting a lot of people to get their teenagers vaccinated, then magically, all of a sudden, all of these little kids now are getting, and it's, they're pushing the vaccine on little kids. And I'm just like, I can't help but feel like this is a pyramid scheme, or I don't know what you'd call it, a pressure scheme where they knew they couldn't make kids take it initially because parent, people were already hesitant about the vaccine when it first rolled out because of how fast they developed it and shit. Yeah, well, I mean, but you also, you know what they say about correlation and causation. I mean, part of that too is that at the very beginning of this, we also took precautions like social distancing and wearing masks, mm -hmm. which is basically non-existent now. Mm -hmm. Does not mm -hmm. happen. Not in the state of West Virginia, at least. I haven't seen anyone wearing a mask when I've been out in a long fucking time. Right, but it, but in the beginning, remember, even people that, who were sick who were around little kids, the little kids didn't get it. 
that's not true either. At the very, Ill. at the very beginning of COVID, there was a girl just in the next county over, a four-year-old that died of COVID. It was all over the news. But it was like, yeah, because her, she was an actual rare case of like that made the news. I mean, well, I mean, and we know that people who have you know illnesses or are elderly are obviously going to take it harder than right? other people so it probably is more rare but now that it's gone out there that's another thing but too. i was going to add to that we also didn't have kids in school then and now we do kids are back in classrooms so the mm-hmm. spread amongst children is going to be more now right it's gonna the spread is gonna be more but what i'm saying is you know they were saying you know we all need to get vaccinated because we can't vaccinate the kids and the kids are less, less likely to have severe symptoms, but they can be carriers and take it home to grandma right. who's going to die from it. Well, the, the only thing I'm saying is now, why is the media all of a sudden acting like, you know, one out of every five kids that gets COVID dies from it? Like they're seriously hardcore acting like all these kids are just dying in mass from COVID well, I mean, now. Why I do I get think, it? Why do I think the media is doing that? Because I think the media is always looking for the next thing to make they're a tragedy out the of. They're pushing the vaccine on younger and younger people. Yeah, but I don't so think, they're telling the story more about younger people. I don't think it they, has anything to do with that. I just think I it has know. to do with we want the the next thing that's going to make people really upset and terrified and have that you know, bad feelings. I agree so with like, you about that. Well, we've already gotten over the trauma of the ice trucks full of bodies in New York. Right, no. So now let's focus on the next thing, which is children. They're yeah, so vulnerable. Terrify. No, I get that. And we're going to terrify people on that aspect. I mean, I don't know. I believe 100% that um, it's super dangerous. It makes me nervous for people who aren't vaccinated. I but mean, I'm, I'm also, not a COVID denier or anything like that. But I'm just saying I don't trust the media because they fucking lie. Well, I don't listen to the media either. And CNN in particular because I watch CNN. I used to watch it a lot more than I do now because now I just I can't hardly handle it. But every commercial break, four out of five of their commercials is Big Pharma. Well, yeah, I mean, for that's Tesla, me for this, for that. It's drugs, 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 drugs. And those are the companies making money from the vaccine. And now the vaccine companies are talking about raising the price of the vaccines because they were being charitable in the beginning because they really wanted to help with the pandemic. But now, you know, we're we're charging. We were charging a lot less for this vaccine than we normally charge for other vaccines. They want to make money. And the other thing that reason that I'm kind of like rethinking the whole thing is because. I've known people that got COVID who, when I heard they had it, I'm like, oh my God, that person's going to die because they've had heart attacks before because they have bad lung issues. They survived. Meanwhile, I've heard of other people. I haven't known anybody who's been healthy and young with no comorbidities who died very quickly from it, but I know it's happened. And it's such an unpredictable thing, how it affects every person that I feel like when the vaccine goes out and people do have adverse reactions to it, they don't talk about that. I yeah, know because, people in the medical I mean, field yeah, who are discouraged at, from talking about if it. If you look at the millions of people getting the vaccines, the amount of people having adverse effects is is nothing compared to the people who didn't. Even but compared then there's to, also people getting sick and piling up in hospitals that have been vaccinated. So is But it, again, significantly less than I mean they've already proven that the majority of people who are sick in hospitals are unvaccinated. Are there people who are vaccinated? Yes, but far 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 less than people who aren't vaccinated. I mean, no, the vaccine's not foolproof, but it's definitely helping. I mean And I wonder how these people managed to, to not ever get it before, like What they, do you mean? I know several people who either didn't have it or were asymptomatic. Right, that's what I'm saying. I don't understand why people who are yelling about following the science aren't encouraging every single person to go get antibody tested right now. Because the thing I did when I was wavering about the vaccine before I got COVID, 
I got antibody tested. And at that time, I had no antibodies. And I was like, man, I better not, because, uh, you know, a lot of people. I guess for me at the point, I just, I was like, yeah, I already had COVID, but um, numbers are getting worse here. And um, you know what I mean? I had COVID and I survived, but I mean, getting a vaccine, I just can't imagine that the vaccine is going to do anything worse to me that, you know, that COVID did. I can't imagine it's going to be any worse. Right. So, I mean, if I'm going to get the vaccine, <laughs> it's going to prevent me from getting it again or lessen my symptoms if I get it again. Mm-hmm. Then why the fuck not? I have nothing to lose. Right, I, but if you, had, I just don't think there's any motivation to push a vaccine that either doesn't work or could be harmful. There's who who would profit off of that? Who would win from that? Right. So if if I if you had the experience having had COVID that I did, would you do you think you would get the vaccine? I think that I would seriously talk to my doctor about it before I did, mm-hmm. and I don't blame people who do that, which is what pisses me off the most about the narrative of. We don't want to require people to wear masks anymore who got vaccinated because it's like punishing them. Like they did their due diligence. They got a vaccine. They don't have to wear a mask. That's all fucking bullshit. Yeah, because I'm sorry. Be in the same way that the you people wore before. You don't get rewarded for getting a vaccine. Okay. There are a lot of people that are still unvaccinated. You can still transmit it if you're vaccinated. Right. So the fact I never that we fight over masks anyway. We are not. Time. We're not social distancing anymore. We're not wearing masks anymore. Vaccinated or not, this shit is out of control. We have no contact tracing anymore. There's, no. there's fucking nothing. No, we have no just, control of this thing. Now that the vaccine came out, nobody cares about anything else except vaccinating people. Right. Well, and, and that's a problem. You can't just all go to one end. And, and you can't. And the other side of that is, is that you can't just blame the people who don't want to be vaccinated. Some people have stupid fucking reasons and I get mocking them because it's just like, if you really think that Bill Gates is microchipping right. shit, yeah. you're I a fucking mean, idiot and yeah. you deserve to be mocked. But on the other hand of that, if you have people that are legitimately just concerned or have medical issues or like children who can't get the vaccine, why the fuck are we not social distancing? Why are right. schools not online? So we prove no, they that we are can still, do it. Now, when I picked, when we picked the grandbaby up today, she was wearing a mask and a lot of even really conservative people that I know <clears throat> are sending their kids to school with masks because they just are like, we don't want this, our kids getting this. Like, we don't want our kids getting it. We don't want other kids. Well, but, in Marshall County, they just, the people who uh, bought the bowling or the uh, roller rink, I don't remember what the na- lady, the name of the lady's business are, but she was getting torn up on Facebook because she posted this thing where they were going to have a huge meeting there about unmask our kids because they don't want kids in Marshall County wearing masks. And I'm like, this is the kind of shit. Yeah. This is the kind of shit that's going to continue to get people sick. I mean, I just, I don't get it. I can even, I can even understand someone who's like, okay, I don't want to get the vaccine. I'm just like, you know what? I can't have the, I just can't, the person I am, and I'm like, it's my body, it's my choice. I'm not going to put shit into it. I don't want to. You know what I mean? I might mock you for your fucking choice if you really think some crazy conspiracy, but like, I can't get on board with, now if your job requires it, that's your fucking problem. Okay, now let me ask you this question. Here's a a question I got for vaccinated people. If they're pushing a vaccine because they're like, well, listen, the vaccine is 94, 95% effective. If you get Moderna now, one of them is the rate is terrible i don't even know why anybody j and j or something i don't know why anybody would get one that's like less than 90 well pfizer is the one that's fda approved now johnson johnson i don't think they're giving anymore it's just between pfizer and moderna yeah and pfizer pfizer i don't think is is as effective as moderna i think it moderna is the highest but in, in any event okay so you go and get vaccinated and you claim that that gives you like 95 percent immunity from covid and if you do get it you're not going to get it very bad you're probably gonna be asymptomatic or have very light symptoms right so you're complaining about this unvaccinated person getting it and being in the hospital. But if they come in contact with you, the worst you're going to get is mild symptoms, most likely. So why are you so, like, 
why is CNN so bashing on the unvaccinated people when they're the ones that are going to suffer the biggest consequence, not well, you? First, CNN does it because, again, they're a media company and they want to sell fear. Secondly, people care because the vaccine is not is not being marketed to people like, oh, you won't get COVID 95% chance you won't. It's if you get this vaccine, you lessen your chances of dying. That's the motivator. Secondly, some people can't be vaccinated. So you should be vaccinated so that they, for people who can't. But we don't and lastly, know which people can be vaccinated until you give them the vaccine. And lastly, is that if you choose to be unvaccinated, that's fine. But, okay, what happens when all the ICU beds are full? Which is a reality right now. Which is why I think we still need masking and we still need social we distancing. Do. We still 100%. need all of that stuff. But people have In just West given Virginia, up In West Virginia right now, all of WVU medicine hospitals are running at a crisis level. And every single one of their ICU units and like nine places mm-hmm. that they listed. Mm-hmm are full. ICU beds are full. That's a disaster. West Virginia is in a crisis state right now. Mm -hmm. And we're also staggering on vaccinations. I mean, I don't don't know how you could look at any amount of data, maybe with the exception of Florida, who at this point, I don't even know if they're testing people. I don't don't know what's going on in Florida. DeSantis is like total fucking nutbag. Mm -hmm. Who knows what they're doing? Mm -hmm. But every state that has high vaccination rates isn't, isn't faring as badly as places that aren't being vaccinated. And that's got to mean something. I mean, just simple as numbers like that. You could argue with people all day. I just think. But okay, let me ask you this. When you look at the numbers of people who've had COVID over this last year, now we've had 600,000 deaths, more than 600,000, but we've had like everybody we know in our communities had it. Almost everybody's had it or got the shot before they got it, right? Some of them, like my boyfriend, got one shot, got COVID, and got the second shot. So he's like triple immunity, whatever. But, um, when you, if you if people get COVID and they recover and they have antibodies, that's one more person that you can more or less consider vaccinated because they do have natural antibodies to it. Yeah, I wouldn't argue that. I just think that you know why are people are acting you, like natural antibodies just evaporated now that we have well a vaccine? they don't i just think that a, a vaccine they can be like okay well we know this vaccine is going to offer you some amount of protection for at least the next six months antibodies could be two months three months four months well, six months we but, don't know but that's true we and, don't and know. how many people are legitimately going to go back every couple of weeks and be like hey can you test me for antibody we're not doing that no but but here's what i'm saying if an antibody test costs 25 dollars, and somebody says you know, like this college professor who's bringing a lawsuit now because they're going to fire him after 30 years of working at the college because he doesn't want to get the vaccine because he already had COVID and he has antibodies. He's like, there's no legitimate reason for me to take a vaccine that could have an adverse effect when I've already had this high level of, an- he took the test that tells you how much antibody you have. He has a high level of immunity to COVID. Why would he take a vaccine? Well, I'm not a doctor, but I mean, I'd say that if he has high antibodies i don't know why there's a reason to require it as long as he's threat of losing his job as long as he is willing to continue to provide proof that he has antibodies antibodies. but again what does testing do because we already know when you get tested swabbed up your nose if you're in the first two days of your covid it's going to say negative and half of those tests are shitty anyways both of mine and my boyfriend's came back and said we were negative and they did the send away one and we were both positive so the the quick swab in the nose test right away thing is crap now it's not catching so many cases. And by the time people have been around somebody for two, three days, like you're saying, that's why we still need masks right. and we still need yeah. social No, they distancing. definitely botched this vaccination thing by trying to make people think that it was the end. We should have continued with masks and social distancing. Yes. The fact that we're like forcing kids back to school, we're not offering, and a lot of colleges around here are not offering online classes anymore. 
They don't want to force their boomer teachers to keep up with the online shit. So we're just going to force people back into I a mean, classroom. It's, crazy. it's fucking bullshit. It is. Restaurants everywhere. Everywhere's been packed. But I yet actually, you can go to a concert and show your vaccination card and go in there. Now, they're saying that, you know, if you got a vaccination card, you get all these people together in a big huddled mass. How do you know that one of them doesn't have a variant? That you don't. It's stupid. It is. We stupid. shouldn't be having congregations of large amounts of people when COVID numbers are rising this high. So somebody somebody got a vaccine, and the vaccine killed. You know, caused their body to recognize all but that one that had the variant. And I'm not trying to sound like a conspiracy theory here because I believe in vaccines. You know, I'm not an anti-vax person. All I'm saying is that since the vaccine came out, all scientific, common sense information went in the toilet. Well, yeah, it's politicized. It is. It's done. It's over. Like I said, people definitely need to do their own research. And I believe that what people and their doctors discuss is their fucking business. Right. And uh, like I said, I'm again, one of those people that's, it it is my body. It's my choice what I put into it, what I do with it. So I Mm -hmm. I can't in good conscience say it's some kind of uh, federal mandate, like each person has to be mandated. No, I mean, no, it's, it's your choice. But also with that choice comes, if you can't find a company that will hire you, that's your choice. Mm-hmm. That's a choice. I mean, but let's say a person, I mean, yeah. And I guess they, the medical exemption, if you go to your doctor and you've had, let's say you've had a heart attack and the one vaccine caused inflammation of the lining of the heart. And I think it's the one you said they quit giving, quit giving to people. But you have a previous heart condition, like your doctor should just write you a, th- a thing and say like... Right, and a company can... And you still far, should have to get antibody know, tested I if know you have it. in West Virginia, at least, if you have a medical exemption that says, my doctor told me I cannot safely get this vaccine, mm-hmm. they can't fire you for that if you have mm-hmm. a medical or religious exemption. Mm-hmm. But people don't, they're not even going that route, they're just angry because they don't want right. to do it. And it's like, okay, well then you have to find another place to work. So That's then what the happens that to is. the guy who doesn't really want to get the vaccine... But his employer says you have to do it. And he takes the vaccine and he has an adverse reaction to it. Can he sue the pharmaceutical? Can he That's sue an the- interesting question. I don't know. Because I mean, if you're I would forced say that- to do something, it, to me, you should, if, if you have adverse effects that are directly linked to that, you should be able to sue the person. That is, that is an interesting question. I have to ask somebody in the legal community who would be liable for that if you could just directly go for the vaccine company. I mean, I'm guessing not because they straight up tell you what the effects are. So mm-hmm. maybe you would have some kind of legal repercussion on your employer. But again, they could say, well, that was your choice. That was a requirement and that was just right. your choice. So, so I mean, it's like you're being forced, even though you're not being, because like when I worked at the casino, they told me I had to sign paperwork that allowed the government to look at my, <clears throat> anything on me, pay, piece of paper on me, on file to any agency, anytime they wanted and not even have to tell me about it. So that's signing away my fourth amendment rights to search and seizure. Right. And they said, well, you don't have to work there. That's the way that it is. So this is this to is to work capitalism. at this place. You have no rights. And I'm not saying I agree that's with kind it. Of bullshit. I'm not saying I agree with it or not. I'm just saying in the capitalist system that we live in, mm-hmm. that's how it works. Right. Which is why, again, maybe people will look at this situation and be like, oh, maybe we should be pro-union because it's like if workers want to have the choice to not have the corporations or mm-hmm. the employers just to be like, well, you have to do what we say or you can't work here. Mm-hmm. And they all monopolize in the same way. Well, then you're going to need workers rights. But I I do think that we need to, we definitely need as a country to start doing antibody testing because we need to determine what the actual level of herd immunity is combined with the people that have had the vaccine. And we don't know if the people that have had the vaccine are maintaining their antibodies. When I got the antibody test at Kroger's, I asked the lady, so are you keeping these on file? Like, for example, for the government to determine like a person. Oh, no, no, no. Got the the vac- government isn't doing shit. No. So like if you go to Kroger and you had the vaccine and you test and they're like, yeah, you got the antibodies. Then you got back six months later and you don't have any. 
that's important data. You, you Why would, is you that would not think being that. tracked? Because at this point, they're the telling CDC us, doesn't give a shit. There's a vaccine. Take it or don't. We don't care. That's I know, it. But that's they it. do care because they're forcing it on people. And what I'm saying is if you did antibody testing on every single person in the entire country and you found out that a lot of these people that you're trying to force a vaccine on already have antibodies, that's going to piss off the, the, the left and the, and the, shot comp- the comp- pharmaceutical companies who want people to be taking those boosters and paying their insurance paying. That's going to make them mad. But it would actually give us scientific information about how close we're coming to herd immunity. Because I can't believe that these cases continue every single day. We're hearing how they're skyrocketing everywhere across the country. At what point do we just outlive this virus? Is it ever going to stop? I don't think ever. so. No, I don't think so. I mean, that's a pretty depressing thought. But has the has humanity just outlived its ability to fight off a virus? I think in the way that we live and the way that people are packed in together, maybe, yeah. I mean, it's transmittable. We just, we live in a, I don't I guess a good example of it would be is that when they were showing that people were wearing masks and social distancing and washing their hands, it wasn't just COVID that numbers dropped in. So maybe we as a society no, should I just know. learn I agree that we're that. too packed and close together. We're I not cleanly like, yeah, I don't know. But but anyway, we're like way over our time. So I guess oh, we'll wrap this okay. up here. But maybe I'll cut this into two sections, the COVID part and the uh, Afghanistan contractors part. But do um, you have anything else you want to finish up on? No. I mean, just go online and, you know, those uh, sites that I mentioned, you can get all the details, the names, the list of corporations the names of the government people i mean it's all in there but i mean the one page was like 108 pages <laughs> it's a lot of dirt but basically that's what's motivating this whole afghan thing like every other war money all right well this is mick signing off this is mick oh that was mick <laughs> signing off she bent over to pick something up and i was like well there was mick when i came out wrong it's 10 o'clock good night <laughs> this is juke signing off this is mick signing off they probably